Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Well, did you bring your Bible today? Hallelujah. I'm teaching on the subject that is probably the subject matter that is probably most important in all of the Bible and um, and when I when I talk about that some of y'all don't know what that is when I talk about the most important subject that I believe that is paramount and it's throughout the entire Bible it is the honor and respect that we show to God amen but I want to talk to you today about financial honor to God. Amen. Amen. And so I want you to take your Bible and turn to Ecclesiastes. And this is where I like to start. And I think y'all are already reading that. Those of you that are doing your Bible reading. You're in the Song of Solomon now. Okay. You just left Ecclesiastes, didn't you? Well, let's go over here and look at Ecclesiastes chapter 12. And... Um, I say Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 13 is the whole Bible in one verse. Amen. It is the whole Bible. In my opinion, I let you just know it was my opinion. But in my opinion, Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 13 is the whole Bible in one verse. If you live this one verse. Amen. In the forefront of your life, you will fulfill God's plan for your life. Amen. When you get in front of the Lord, you're going to hear, well done. Amen. Thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come up higher because I'm going to make you rule over many. Amen. Paul said, I fought a good fight and I kept the faith. Amen. Now a crown of righteousness. Come on now. God's got a crown for you if you do this thing right. It's waiting on me. Amen. If you do this right, there'll be some things waiting on you. <laughs> Praise God. It's waiting on me. Amen. Which the Lord shall give me. Hallelujah. And um, in verse uh, 13, it says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Or we can say the conclusion of the whole matter concerning life. Amen. The, by, the word of God <clears throat> is for life. And it's called the word of life. And so when you're reading your Bible, you're reading about life. Amen. You're reading about how to walk in the highest quality of life that exists, that has been provided by God. And the Bible tells you how to receive it. If you pay attention to the word, it's telling you how to receive it. Jesus said, I come that you might have what? The only reason, the ultimate goal for his appearing was life. The ultimate goal and the ultimate objective of the Bible is life. Amen. When God created man and breathed into him, he gave him life. That is the first thing Adam received was the ability to live like God. Amen. Hallelujah. And the devil tricked him and took it from him. Well, he, he, he deceived the wife. Adam just flat out disobeyed. And he lost the quality of life. And what is the quality of life? The quality of life is to live with what God is living with. When God breathed into him, he breathed into him, amen, the life that he had in him. Amen. And he became a living being, the Bible says. Hallelujah. 
And, is, and living doesn't mean just existing. Living means living with the quality of life that you have because you connected with God. You in union with him. How did Jesus say bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh? What I am, that's who you are. Praise God. Man was not created to live separate from God. That's where trouble comes in. Living separate from God is, is like, like, a, like a, a branch cut off a tree. The leaves stay green for a little while. But if you let it lay there a few days, amen, let, that, let some time pass by. The branch may be thinking, you know, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm doing pretty good cut off. But, and then after a few days, you say, well, look, would you look at my leaves? They start withering away. Amen. And, and when, when man starts withering, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that he goes casket graveyard dead immediately. Immediately, It means the quality of his life begins to diminish. When he's separated from God, the quality of life, his wisdom begins to be corrupted. Amen. His thoughts begin to be corrupted. And there's a gradual, what we call backsliding. Amen. He doesn't he doesn't do it all at once. The Bible said when 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 Lot went to Sodom and Gomorrah, the Bible said that that the wickedness of that place vexed him day by day. It vexed his righteous soul. It took his soul from righteousness into unrighteousness. And it did it over a period of time. Jesus told Peter, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. He's not trying to get you all at once. It's just a little bit at a time so that you don't even know that you are slipping. Amen. That's what he, that's how he tries to work. Because if you realize you're slipping, you're trying to what? Regain your balance. He wants you falling and you don't even know how you got down there. Amen. David said, that's why I love the Lord. Because when I fell, I didn't just fall, I fell into a pit. And he lifted me up out of there, set my feet on a solid foundation, and steadied my going. That's why we're here, because we slipped and fell, praise God, but Jesus got us back up again. Don't, don't act like you've been living that way all your life. You know he had to pick you back up again and restore life back to you. That's why we love him. That's why we worship him, amen. Hallelujah. He delivered me from the things I, that was too strong for me. Well, praise God. Well, God is saying here in this verse of scripture that the whole conclusion of the matter concerning life and how to live it is right here in this verse. And this is what he says right here. Fear God. This is the whole conclusion of the matter and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty and the responsibility of man. That's the, to me, that's the whole Bible in one verse. That's how men ought to live. If you don't have time to read the whole Bible, just read that one every day. And when you, when you read the Bible and you, and, you, and you begin to look at, that's why the Bible is dealing with real people that existed on this planet where you are today. And what you can, you can put them in two categories. The people that honored God and the people that didn't. Amen. And the Bible said these things are written for our learning. So if you want to learn, you can get in the word and look what happened to the people that honored God. Amen. Look how God blessed them. Like Jabez, the Bible said he was more honorable than all of his brethren. 
and he went to God and prayed and he said, God, he said, I want you to expand my borders. Come on now. Honoring God or reverencing God will cause expansion to come into your life. You may start off small, but, the, but because of you honor God and keep his commandments, amen, expansion and blessing is in order for your life. Amen. You cannot stay the same. No weapon formed against you can prosper. The enemy may come in one way, but he's fleeing seven different ways. I don't care if you're in the city. I don't care if you're in the field. Blessing is about ready to overtake your head. Amen. Because that's what happens to the people that honor God and keep his commandments. Amen. And so this is what this word is telling us. He said, this is, the, this is it in a capsule right here. The whole, the, not part of the duty of man, but all of it. Amen. Come on now. When God says something, that means I'm paying attention to it and I'm ready to keep it. Amen. I can do it. The Bible said, don't even say his commandments are grievous because the Bible said the way of the transgressor is hard. Going against God is what's hard. Living with him. Amen. He said, my yoke is easy. What? And my burden is light. Come on now. Living for God is better than living against him. Amen. Praise God forever. And the Bible said it doesn't matter if temptation and pressure comes. He delivers me of what? Out of all of it. Come on now. I get delivered out of all of it. Come on now. Living in obedience to God is the most important thing a person can do on this earth. Amen. So he says this is the whole duty of the matter. And this word fear God. We have to get bring some clarification because it doesn't mean to be scared of him. God tells children to honor their parents. Tells children to honor their parents. And when you look at this word right here, it really means honor and respect. It doesn't mean to be afraid of. Now, there is a terror that people can have. Amen. That are on the wrong side of it. That are on the wrong side of them that are enemies of God. They ought to, that's a terror people ought to have if you choose to live that way. But that's not what we're here for. We're learning how to obey him. We're here to honor him and respect him and reverence him. And all the blessings that are in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation are tied to honoring God. Honoring God. It, honor, to, honor is an attitude. It's an attitude. Reverence is an attitude. I value what you have to say. I cherish who you are. I cherish the things you cherish. I value the things you value. I prize the things you prize. I call precious what you call precious. I call valuable what you call valuable. What you call valuable, I respect. I treat it with honor and respect. Amen. If it's something you are cherishing, guess what? I'm cherishing it too. If you value the local church, then I do too. If you value the word, I do too. If you value the Holy Ghost, I do too. If you value Jesus, I do too. God, whatever you cherish and whatever you respect, that's what I respect. If you respect the saints, then I do too. Amen. If you respect your office and the gifts that you gave for the perfecting of the saints, then I respect them too. Whatever came down from heaven, I respect it. Whatever gift comes down, I respect it. Whatever you doing in the earth, I cherish it. I value it. I respect it. I esteem it. I give it the highest value. And my attitude and my actions show that I value it. Amen. Hallelujah. And that is the whole duty of man. That's the whole duty. If it came from God, I'm respecting it. That's the whole duty of man. And that's how he lives blessed in the earth. 
So I want you to look at this over here now because I want to talk about this because go over here to Proverbs chapter three and verse nine and ten, because I want to show you how supernatural increase comes into your life. Amen. When because the highest call of man is to honor God. That's his highest duty. So anytime God gives a word or God <laughs> gives instructions, my job is to honor it. Yes, yes. Amen. My job is to honor it. If you want to see a dramatic change in your life this year, <laughs> increase your honor. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you want to see a dramatic change, honor God in your house. Honor God in your marriage. Amen. Hallelujah. Keep your vow. Praise God. If you said you was going to love them, then love them for the rest of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Because marriage is an honor relationship. It's not in the corner, in the booth, in the dark. It's not tipping. It's not sneaking. It's out in front of everybody. Praise God. For the rest of my life, I'm going to honor you and love you and respect you because I choose to put my, I choose to esteem you. I choose to value you. I choose to reverence you. I choose to put you on a pedestal. I choose to do that. And if both people would do that in the relationship, what a wonderful world it would be. Praise God. What a wonderful home it would be. Oh, yes. If, hallelujah. If your words were just seasoned with grace, amen. And every time you talk, you talk with respect and you talk with esteem and you talk with value instead of criticism and judgment and, and spiteful behavior instead of anger and retaliation. If it was words, amen, of grace and if it was words of life and love and value, it'll change the whole atmosphere of the home. Yes, it would. The Bible said the tongue is a, a, a it's an unruly thing and it's filled with evil and no man can tame it. But if you got the Holy Ghost, he's not a man. Amen. Praise God. If you let him tame your tongue and say, teach me how to talk in my house. Praise God. A whole the level of drama would drop. If you was measuring drama, it just drop it just bottom out. Say amen to that because I'm preaching real good right now. Honor is the key to living this life successful. And that's why God makes it the highest requirement of man. The Bible said if a person honors God, gets away from sin. They move away from it. That means honor controls your behavior. Amen. Amen. Sin has to do with what you value and what you dishonor. And what you don't value. When you value God, you move away from that which displeases him. When you're practicing honor. And it's your whole duty. And so the whole duty of man is every day to get up and practice respect to God. You know what children's responsibility in the home? Yeah, y'all preaching to me now, the ones y'all got children. Amen. Praise God. The highest call of a child in the house is yeah. children. Yeah. Children say amen to that. Y'all in here. I see y'all. Yeah. Honor your mother and your father yeah. and obey them yeah. 
And if you do my covenant with you, things are going to go well with you. Come on now. There's a blessing in saying yes, sir, even when you don't feel like it. There's a blessing in saying yes, ma'am, even when you don't feel. Honor your parents and things are going to go well with you and you're going to live a long life. Come on now. God is, God's got a blessing. You can, you, can, you can get blessed right now while you're sitting in your parents' house, don't even have a job, ain't got no money. Amen, praise God. But if you start honoring the word that God gave you, things are going to go well. You're about ready to prosper. You're about ready to get a scholarship. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody about ready to give you some money. It's some money headed your way. There's some it's success headed your way. It's some good days headed your way because you obeyed your parents over your friends. Amen. Praise God. Honor is the key to living wherever you live. It's the highest duty of man. And God loves it when men respond to him with honor so much, he'll give you a long life. He said, those that honor me in Psalms 34, he says, no good thing. They forget about lacking. When you honor God, lack leaves your life. It leaves your life. I'm trying to get you increased today because I came to talk about honoring God financially because it's in here. Yes, it is. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. But look over here. I asked you to turn to Proverbs, but I'm going there next. Turn over here to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. This is a principle that's in the Bible. When you read 1 Samuel chapter 2, you're going to find out about people who dishonored God and you're going to find out about people who honored him. That's what the Bible is about. The Bible is about people who disrespected God and his things and the consequence that came along because of their actions. And it's about people who honored him and showed him respect and the blessing that overtook them. Amen. And so the Bible said these things again are written for our learning. So I can look and see how to respond to God or how not to respond to him by reading my Bible. Amen. Amen. But the ultimate is to understand what I'm reading is about whether men kept their duty toward God or disrespected the duty toward God. Amen. So look what he says right here. He says, wherefore, in verse first uh, Samuel two, verse 30, he's talking to Eli. Well, we better read verse 29 to get some uh, context here. Amen. Wherefore, kick yet my sacrifice. Yes, yes. God calls disrespecting his thanks, kicking at it. Okay. To put your foot on something is to disrespect it. Yeah. Okay. To kick something that someone else considers valuable mm -hmm. is disrespectful. Amen. Amen. To kick something that another considers valuable is offensive to that person. Amen. And when it comes to, and if I honor them 
I wouldn't kick it. I would treat it with respect. So God looks to see who's kicking his stuff or who's blessing his stuff. Amen. He measures that. Amen. I cannot disrespect means to kick it. He could have said this. Wherefore you disrespect my sacrifice. Notice whose sacrifice it is. Is his. Amen. Honor has to do with how you treat what belongs to God. Jesus said upon this rock I build my church. Come on now. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't ever kick the church. Amen. I'm just trying, I'm just being good. Praise you should have said amen to that. Get your foot off of it. Amen. Because it ain't yours. Amen. I don't care if you don't like it. I don't care if it doesn't, it's not appealing to you. It's not yours. It's his. Come on now. It's the church. He said, I washed in my own blood. Come on now. It lets you know how valuable it is to it because he took his own blood and cleansed it and washed it by the water of the word so he could perfect it and he could glorify it and present it to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Come on now. It's like putting your foot on a man's wife. That's a fight. Yes, it is. There's a fight. It ought to be anyway. <laughs> That's what God's God saying right here. This is going to be a fight. Oh, yes, it is. You read through here. Some baggering happened. When God comes out talking about, you don't kick my stuff. Some baggering happened. You keep reading it, some bad happened. Amen. You kick something that's valuable to somebody else, some bad's going to happen. Say amen to that. He said right here, at my sacrifice and my offerings, which I have commanded in my habitation, in my house. So it's my house, it's my sacrifices, and it's my offering, and you kicking all my stuff. <laughs> Come on now. We're going to fight up in here. Amen. He's talking to Eli, and he's talking about his two sons. Amen. See, when you're serving God, you don't even let your children dishonor God. That's right. That's right. Not in God's habitation, you ain't. Say amen to that. That's why the Bible said, train your children up in the way that they should go. Well, what way should they go? They should go in the way of honoring God. You should teach your children how to honor God's things. Because Eli... <laughs> Allowed his children to kick at it. And he didn't say anything. And finally God had enough of it. And now he's coming down to talk to Eli about dishonor. And he says to him what was supposed to happen when the children of Israel brought offerings in to the presence of God. There was a portion of the offering that was supposed to go to the priest and a portion that was supposed to go to God. And what the priests were doing was what Eli, not the priest, the priest Eli and his sons were doing. They were taking the portion that went to them. And then they were throwing God's portion away. They wouldn't even offer it to him. 
They just let it spoil. They took what they wanted, but what belonged to him, he would not allow, they, they, they would not allow it to be offered to God. And so when the people came to the temple, they would say, well, offer God's portion first and then take whatever you want. They said, no, we're going to take what is ours and what belongs to God. They piled it and dumped it up and they just let it spoil the animal sacrifices and to the point they just stunk in a pile and God got enough of it. And so now he's coming to talk to them. How you treat God's things and how I treat God's things are very important to him. The key to one of the keys of this life is finding out what's God's. The Bible said glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are whose? When you got saved, you don't, you, you don't have a body no more. Right. Right. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. Hallelujah. It ain't yours no more. Right. And how you take care of it is very important to him. Right. And what you do with it is very important to him. Right. You don't have a body to fornicate with. Okay. It ain't yours. Right. Say amen to that. Amen. We need to talk more about this. Amen. Because these boys, these boys were sleeping with the women at the, at the temple. Right. When you read about it, the women were coming to the temple. And, and God said, you did it in my house. Y'all up in here cutting up. It'd be different if you're on the hill, on the valley, way back over there somewhere. It would still been wrong, but you done brought it up in here. Say amen to that. I know what people, people get nervous now. Just pray in tongues, hallelujah. Or just say hallelujah for a minute. Just say praise the Lord. Amen. I hope you know you came to church this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise God. We got to tell it like a tear because we want the power of God up in here. Hallelujah. If you miss it, God gives you the, the, the ability to repent. Repent don't mean I'm sorry. It means change the way you think about it. Change, change, change your mindset of honor. Realize you don't have a body. Next time somebody asks you to go off in the booth in the corner in the dark, you just tell them, I don't have no body to take in the booth in the corner in the dark. Now you go get a body, I go in there with you. You get one that you washed in your own blood and you sanctified for yourself. You got to get a body before we can go. And until you do that, I holler. I'm just trying to tell you how to honor God. So the blessing works. So you ain't just showing up at church. See, when you honor God, there ought to be a quality increase in life. Not that you just went to church. The Bible said when people honor God, healing shall rise in the wings. Amen. Of the Lord. Healing, he shall rise. The son of man shall rise with healing in his week. The healing anointing. His healing anointing will work in your life. The blessing will work in your life. And that's what we're after. I want to see it work. I ain't trying to go to no church and sing no songs with nobody and play and listen to some kind of message. And then the quality of your life is just like everybody that don't worship God. Or even worse. I'm the first one out of here. No, I came here for a difference. If Jesus said life and life more abundantly, then let's have it. Life more abundant is not being sick. 
It's not being depressed. It's not being suicidal in your thinking. It's not having no vision for life. It's not living, li it's not living life without a purpose. Amen. It's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So I'm going to honor the one that's given more abundant life. So it'll show up. I'm trying to teach you on this because increase is supposed to be taking place in everybody's life. God said, when I give you a pastor that's going to feed you with knowledge and understanding, you should be fruitful and increase. Your days of lack will be over. Disappointment be over. Your days of fear over with. Hey, man, welcome to the house of God. And so I'm measuring that. I get excited when somebody comes to me and tells me, Pastor, my business is increasing. Pastor, I'm prospering. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord is working. I'm getting favor where I'm in the occupation I'm in. I want to see that, amen, happen because that's what's supposed to happen. And when you get a pastor and the mantle comes on your life, I never decrease when I've been with Dr. Jacobs. Decrease is not supposed to be a, a part of your life. And if you honor God and keep his commandments, amen, praise God. The Psalms 112 said, wealth and riches will be in your house. You'd that's what the, you'd rather have a house like that than a house with broken and bills, brokenness and bills. Well, the difference is honoring God and keeping his commandments. Amen. So that's what they were doing. They were dishonoring his offerings and then the boys was cutting up right in his house. God said, you did this up in my house. Notice he puts what's his and honors thy sons above me. When we let dishonor exist in our immediate environment because it's our family. Get quiet when you talk about And just because they're considered kin, I let them dishonor God in my environment. Amen. And then if it's their environment, I can leave theirs. Yes, can. And I'm the kind of person I leave. I'm not going to put up with dishonor at some kind of family event and watch my children, let my children watch it. To keep family happy with me, which they're not anyway. People living against God don't know how to be happy. Happiness is not something that's in the world. It's called pleasure for a season until darkness rolls in. No. You can't come to my house and disrespect God in my house. Just, and I got to do that just to get along with you. No, you could have come with a better atmosphere than that. You didn't have to act like that. You didn't have to show out like that. You could have done that when you got to your place. And people ought to know you so in love with Jesus. 
come on now. They can't do it at your house. I'm so in love with you. You should have known how much I love the Lord. Then you see we love the Lord when you walked in. Bless his holy name on that wall. That's why God said, write, this, write, write my words in your house. Let people know that you honored me because I'm the one that gave you the house. Write my name on the wall. Amen. Praise God. That's what he said to do. Amen. That's what he said to do. Write my name on the wall. <laughs> Praise God. So when they walk up in there, everybody else puts signs up when they don't want you to do stuff. <laughs> no cussing. Amen. No loitering. Everybody else puts signs up. What's wrong with you putting one up in your house? You got to let people know what you stand for so they know how to stand. Amen. I went on with that anyway. He said, you honor your, I'm the one that gave you the children. And you honor your children over me. Jesus said, if you love anybody more than me, I don't care who it is. If you value them more than me, come on now, what did he say? You're not worthy of me. It's in there. Go home and read it today. Because the whole duty of man is to honor God first. So I'll get back to you in a minute. But we're going to honor God first up in here. I'm trying to tell you how to fulfill the whole call of man. Amen. If he's talking to them about honoring their children over God. What do you think going to do with us? So I always told my children, we're going to church. You don't get to stay back in the house that God gave us. When the guests came to my house. Now, you can do whatever you want to do, because I'm just telling you, ask for me in my house. See, I ain't got time to go preach the whole Bible to you. Joshua came up today. He looked at the whole tribe of Israel. He said, y'all ain't going to be able to serve this God. But as for me in my house, we're going to honor him and serve him. God gave me every house I got. I know he did. So when you come to visit, I don't go to church and you stay back. Eating God's scrambled eggs and all that kind of stuff like that. Those are God's eggs in there and eating God's toast and drinking God's good morning coffee and everything like that. And pouring God's sweet cream in your coffee and putting God's sugar in your coffee sitting up in my house watching Good Morning America. Amen. Praise God. Evening, good morning, America. They said, in God we trust. Amen. America ought to just praise God. They ought to just stop and praise God. Stop acting crazy for a moment and just praise the Lord. Just for a minute. The Bible said it will steal the enemy. And the avenger. That's praise God. Moving right along. I'm all over the place. You honor your sons above me, which means there's an there's a order there's an order of priority here. He said, I was at a place, I was supposed to be at a place above your sons. But you have reprioritized, Eli. You have reprioritized. When you reprioritize, you just change your honor system. That's why God says in Matthew 6.33, if you want to have the things that the Gentile is seeking after, you put me first. That's what he said. Amen. You put me first. So God can tell 
whether you want things added to you or you want a hump and bump for them. Amen. If you put him first, you already just told him. See, when you're walking in honor, it's a demonstration. And he's sitting there watching it. And so when Jabez said, enlarge my coast, I don't want to be sick in my body. I don't want to be grieved. I want to have a good life. The Bible said God granted him his request. He answers the prayers of those that reverence him. He's right there when they call. Trying to help you today. Yeah. Teaching on honor is the most important message I preach in this church and it's always been. What you respect shows up. Because respect is a demonstration. And he just did a demonstration in front of God. He said, he said, Eli, you put your children over me. The way you respond to your children you don't you 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 put them ahead of me. I'm the one that gave you your children. I'm the one that gave y'all the priest offering. I'm the one that gave y'all the offerings. I'm the one that gave y'all the responsibility of ministering to me. Don't you know your assignment controls this whole nation? That when they bring their sin offerings and their guilt offerings and their, their harvest offerings and their praise offerings to me, then I will allow my, I receive those and, and I'm, I'm, I'm honored and then I allow the blessing to come on the whole nation. And you just cut it off. You just cut it off, not for your, just your house. You did it for every house in Israel and that's why I got to deal with you today. He said, because of this, your sons will die and both of them will die in one day. Because of your dishonor, both of them are leaving on the same day. It's not going to be one this year and then what, five years from now. To let you know that this is judgment that's coming on you, they're both going in one day. And when he heard that both his sons went in one day, he got the news and he was a big hefty man. The Bible said he fell off a pedestal and just split open on the ground. And then Samuel took over the leadership of honoring God and leading the nation. Because this is, because God will replace dishonor with honor. He will always, when it comes in service to him, he will always replace dishonor with honor. You'll always send somebody else. I was listening to a preacher one time and he talked about financial honor. He said when the financial honor stopped in his church, the miracle stopped. Miracle stopped. The breakthrough stopped. Because God is not going to bless what's disrespecting him. And this is why I'm giving you this principle in the Bible right here. Look what it says here. We're in 1 Samuel chapter 2. He says, you honor your sons above me to make themselves fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people. He says, you're prospering of all the offerings of the people. But the way you're treating their offering to me is, is hindering my response to bless them. So in order to bless them, I got to get you out of the way. And that's what I'm here to do today. God will always replace dishonor with honor. 
He'll always do it. When Judas dishonored Jesus, he got replaced. They said, let another, the apostles prayed and said, let another one take his place. Because they read that in the Bible. You should never be afraid of disrespectful people leaving your life. You just need to pray, let another, if you need to place, if you need the position to occupy, let another one take their place. Amen. It's over in Acts chapter two. Let another one take their place. Come on, there's another one. When Saul, King Saul dishonored God, he says, Samuel, stop praying for him. I'm tired of his disrespect toward me. I've picked me another king after my heart that will do all my will. Basically, he said, I picked somebody that's going to honor and respect me. Praise God. When a person is honoring God, God is looking for you. He's looking for you to promote you and to include you in his service because you will expand his kingdom. You will cause the purposes and plans and pursuits of God to come into manifestation. God is looking for you. If you love him and you cherish him and you put him first place, he's looking for you. Amen. So he says right here, wherefore, I got to verse 30, that's where I want to go. Somebody said he finally got there. The Lord God of Israel said, now this is God talking. Come on now. Now I've got to say something. I said indeed. At first I said indeed, you can read it right, that your house. Now first of all, because you're going to honor me, I put a blessing on your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. I have released words to bless your house. Yeah. But because you came up in my house and cut up, amen, and messed with my offerings, I got to deal with your house now. And it ain't going to be pretty. Amen. Thy house, at first I said, indeed, thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. God says, I have planned on blessing to start with your daddy. Go down to you. Go down to your children and your children's children and whatever lineage came out. That means God intended for your lineage to last forever. There was never supposed to be an end of your legacy and your family tree. The power of God was going to keep your family tree alive on this planet forever. But now he said, be it far from me. This ain't going to happen. Move it far from me. It's not going to happen. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. And when you study the legacy of Eli's family, they became beggars. Because they dishonored God. Honor is the most important teaching. In 22 years of pastoring, it's the most important teaching that I can find in the Bible. It controls everything. It, is your, it controls your response to God and his response to you. Look what he says right here. Be it far from me now. But now the Lord said, be it far from me. For them, this is the principle, that honor me. I will what? 
when God's honor come on you, it don't matter who don't like you. When God's honor comes on you, it don't matter what side of the tracks you came from. When God's honor's on you, it doesn't matter what your family name is. Hallelujah. You just got engrafted into the family of God now. Hallelujah. When God's honor comes on you, when he starts cherishing you, when he starts valuing you, when he starts esteeming you, when he starts prizing you and putting great value on you. The blessings guaranteed to overtake you. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. It don't matter where you go to the city today or in the field this evening. Both of them going to be blessed. Blessed coming and blessed going out. Blessed is the fruit of your body. Blessed is your body. Blessed is your mind. Amen. No weapon formed against you. Enemy may come in one way, going to run seven different ways. Because God is honoring you. It's the highest quality of living a person can have. Is honoring God. And so this is the principle. I will honor. He says, he says, be it far from me. For them, you got to decide who's them going to be. You got to decide if you're going to be them or not. That's all the decision you got to make today. Are you going to be them or not? Even if you make a mistake and you dishonor him, but you come back to him and say, I'm sorry, that was offensive. Forgive me. The way you the way you restore dishonor is you repent. Bible said there was a righteous man in his own eyes that talked about how he fasted and how he prayed and how he gave to God. And then the Bible said the sinner disobeyed God. He said he wouldn't even looked up, he wouldn't even lift his eyes up to heaven. He said, God forgive me. I missed the mark you set for me. And Jesus asked, said, which, which one went home restored? He said, I tell you the one that repented. It's not about perfection, it's moving toward it. Yeah, yeah. And when you miss it, you're willing, to, uh, you're willing to say this was disrespectful. And I'm changing the way I think about it. So that my honor to you can go to another level. I want to put you above this thing. Not this thing above you. And the Bible said that, that sinner man went home more justified than the people that didn't repent. God says the way to live in his kingdom is just repent first and then believe what he says. Listen to his word and believe his word. Repentance is an act of honor. That's an honorable act. Heaven respects repentance. The kingdom of heaven respects repentance. He says repent. The kingdom's here. Humble yourself and be willing to change so that your quality of life can go. And then believe what I said. Look at my word and believe it. Cherish it in your heart and understand it's the word of God. That means it's the word of honor. It's the word of how you live a lifestyle of honor. This is what he says. 
And this is what every believer needs to remember. Them that honor me. That means it's personal. Them that honor me. He says here, I will honor. And they despise me shall be lightly esteemed. The Bible said this is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know we have the petition. When people live an honorable lifestyle, they know they got the petition. Because he's going to honor the petition. They that honor me, I'm going to honor them. I can't go to him with a petition and he dishonor it. It's yes and amen. It's hallelujah. That thing is happening. This thing is turning. That's how healing takes place in your body. You know it belongs to you and you take it. Amen. And the Bible said those that honor him, the sun shall arise with healing in his wings. I'm going to drop some on you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Paul said, I press to the mark. I'm moving in the direction of honor. Even if it's oppressed, I'm moving in that direction, amen, because so that blessing can take place in my life, so my family can get better, so my children have a hope and a future, so my grandchildren do. I'm moving to God in greater passion and greater dimension and greater honor and greater esteem, praise God, because I want my lineage blessed. God said, I'll do it forever. He told Saul, I was going to bless your house forever. Because you dishonored me, I got to pull back. But David honored him. He said, David, I swear that your lineage shall not fail to sit on the throne. And that's why they call D. Jesus the son of David. He's the son of the king that honored God. And God remembered his promise. And when Jesus came, they said, son of David, have mercy upon me. And to this very day, he's seated at the right hand of the father forever. And when you honor God, you keep his commandments. He honors you. You go out into the you go out into the economic world. You go out into this world and you're looking for employment. You're looking for expansion. The answer is yes. Amen. Hallelujah. The door about ready to open for you. It don't matter, praise God. God will wake the supervisor up in the middle of the night and say, you got a breath, that church on the rock boy down there. And that girl, you're going to have to do it. Wake him up. Supervisor can't sleep at night. God will visit people for you. God will talk to people and tell them, you better talk nice to them. Yes, he will if you honor him. It's in the Bible. Laban went down there to give, to give Jacob a piece of his mind because Jacob done left with all the wealth and all the honor and glory and Jacob done drove off in the middle of the night and took two of his daughters with him and all the grandchildren, all the stuff is gone. The place looks vacant after Jacob left. So empty that Laban got up in Genesis chapter 28 to 31 and chased him and had swords and things with him. We're going to worry to work him over. God said, where you going? In this full gallop. You're going down there to talk to Jacob, don't you? And you got a bad attitude right now. He said, let me tell you something. Those that honor me, 
I will honor them. Amen. I will bless them that bless them. And I will curse them that curse them. And in them shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So when you get down there, you better talk nice to them. Because I'm going to be listening to everything you say. If you honor him, he's going to honor you. Look over here. And the other thing is to be lightly esteemed. I don't want that. Turn to Proverbs chapter 3. I'm trying to help you now. I said all that to teach you on financial honor. Because some people think they're bringing God money. Oh, no, you're not. The Bible said the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. The gold is his. The silver is his. The land, the cattle of a thousand years, is his. Earth is his footstool and heaven is his throne. So when people leave out his planet, they don't take nothing with them. They don't need to put no money in their pocket. They don't need to, no, 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 you don't need a checking account. You need a plot. You don't even get to take your body with you when you leave. No, you don't. You don't even get to take your body with you. They put the, the, the he said, from the dust it came. And the dust, it should go back. I don't even care if you put it in a concrete vault. It's still turning the dust in there. But come on now. The Bible said that in the last, at the end of this age that Jesus is going to come back and there's going to be a loud shouting trumpets. And the dead in Christ. Come on now. He, he said in the twinkling of just blink. And your body will be glorified. And it will be caught up to meet him in the air. To meet up with your soul and spirit. And then you're going to be a glorified unit. Praise God. Going through concrete CMU block walls. With a glorified body. Walking through. Can't be sick no more. Can't die no more. Come on now. Don't you want to know the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. No. You take nothing with you. Because it ain't yours. That's my money. Really? then why can't you take it with you? Since it's yours. Why does across the board, don't matter how much you have, somebody told me that the Queen of England, because of colonization and so forth, the history of it, owns more real estate than any one person in the world. She's the richest woman, person, because of the land in the entire world. Still ruling over different providence in places like Canada, right above us. She has influence. She's a queen. She's a ruler. But when she leaves, she ain't even taking a spoonful of dirt with her. <laughs> 
it's staying. I don't care how much you got in the checking account. You better find out who you're going to give it to because if you don't, the government will find out who they're going to give it to. But you ain't taking it with you. Job was right. Naked you came in. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Naked you came in. And naked you going out. Even if you take a suit to the undertaker, they just going to cut the back out and stuff it around you. And nobody opens up the bottom of the casket. I'm just saying, I've been to funerals. And naked you going out. Oh, yes, you are. So it ain't yours. Your car is staying. Your house is staying. Your favorite jewelry is staying. If they decide to put it on you because it was your favorite jury and put you, yes, somebody going to dig you up. If it's worth the time and money, get ready to come up. King Tut came up. <laughs> King Tut came up because he had too much stuff in there. He just had people put too much stuff in there. If you, don't put, if you just put a nice gray suit or something in there, you're going to stay there. Ain't nobody coming for you. But if you put something in there that is worth somebody's time, you're going to hear some thunder and the shaking up above. But it ain't the Lord coming to get you. It's your first cousin that knew you had that stuff. <laughs> Hold the light on it. Pull it off. Let's get out of here. Anyway, it was just worth their while. Don't take it personal. It was just worth their while. And it wasn't yours anyway. All right. <laughs> I got to stop on this. You ought to be in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. And then I'm done. What time is it anyway? 11.56. It's almost 12 o'clock. Started at 10.30. Did y'all sing for an hour and I preached 30 minutes or did I preach for an hour and y'all sang 30 minutes? Because I don't remember, but we need to get it worked out because if, if all I've been up here for 30 minutes, then you know I, I'm doing good. Y'all will be off tomorrow. But it, mean, it means you got to come back, brother. All right, look down here. Look at it for verse 9. Look at verse 9. What's the first word in verse 9? Honor. Honor. See, a lot of people think when it comes to honoring God financially, they think money comes first. It doesn't. So people tend to treat the tithes and offerings God asks for, which are acts of honor, they treat them like a bill. And nobody wants to really pay bills. Some, most people don't. They, they just rather not have them. Amen. Amen. Even if they don't have the service, they just look at it. You know, sometimes because it could be a financial challenge going on. And a financial challenge can get you to, to dislike bills. 
but really they are service that you got from somebody that you rendered, somebody rendered to you and you got an exchange for it. So God doesn't want the church afraid of bills. Because really, when you're in covenant with him, your bill is his bill. And the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. And the silver is his. And the gold is his. So he's got the money to take care of. We just got to learn how to live this way. That's why we're here doing this today. And honor is the key to tapping into his wealth. And this is one of the keys of honor to tap into his wealth. It says honor the Lord. That's the first word. When it comes to financial giving to God. You really need to listen to this because this is one of the most valuable lessons you learn about stewardship and finances as a child of God. You show him respect financially first. It's in your Bible. Honor the Lord. With, amen. amen. You could have peanut butter with. You could have bacon with eggs. Amen. Hallelujah. You could have cheese with your burger. <laughs> I didn't hear that, but anyway, with grits. Okay, okay, that's where you're from. Okay, that's fine. If you want to do that, that's fine. Now you all got me thinking about eating. The doors of the church are open. You can come by letter or cry Christian experience. Amen. I'm thinking about Jerry's. Jerry made some grits with cheese and he put shrimp in them. Didn't you put shrimp in them grits that time you brought over here? See, they look how the service is just gone. It's, just, it's gone the other direction. But anyway, he says, honor the Lord with your substance. So if you just bring God's substance and then substance with an attitude, you just missed it. This verse in 10 is not going to work for you because he's telling you how to do it for the betterment of your life for plenty because the outcome should be plenty. Financial honor does not produce lack. So when I walk through these doors and I come into the house of God and in his very presence, I got to make sure I don't have an attitude of lack and losing when we talk about giving with honor. Now, if we just talk about giving, then you can have an attitude. But I, 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 I don't preach that because that's not the Bible. Because if you just give money, you just gave him nothing because it's his. It's his. 
The only time it counts is when it's accompanied with respect. I'm here because I respect you. I'm here because I value your word. And in honoring time and in offering time, that's how you need to talk to him. I'm here because I value your kingdom. And I honor the king who is my Lord and Savior. And his word is first place in my life. And whatever I need to change to move to the next level of honor with you, I'm here to do it. You're going to live with plenty. That's what you're going to live with. The number one problem in the church today is this disrespect to God and his things. I put other events before him and his events. I'll go there tired, but when it comes to his place, if I, oh, you know, I need to catch some rest. Now, what you're going to catch is some trouble because he measures and he watches honor all the time. So when the man was putting his children above him, he saw it. He watches what people put first. The church should be demonstrating. The church should be experiencing supernatural manifestations of divine healing and protection from this virus. But it's so disrespectful. Just let me say it. By and large, it lives just like the world. It honors what the world honors. It's to the point now that most of the body of Christ don't even believe in divine healing because it's been so absent. In whole denominations, it's absent. Partly because of ignorance and partly because of dishonor. No, he says right here, hold, hold your place right here, and I know I got to go. Look over in verse 5. Just move back up to verse 5 real quick. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Be not wise in your own time. Depart from evil. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be what? And what? Just walking in honor to God gives you health. Throughout your whole body, health just starts working when you're walking in honor. 
And then as you honor him financially. The Bible said the word of God is health to what? All your flesh. Yeah. And when you begin to honor him financially, it's health to your pocketbook. Amen. And to every account you have. Listen to what he says here, then I'm done. Honor the Lord with our substance. Which means you don't quietly give money. You have to vocalize your honor with your money. You don't just throw money in the bucket. Because then you just gave money. It wouldn't even hurt to start the day before you know you coming. And sit in your house and say, Father, I'm not just bringing you money. I am not just bringing you money. I value what you value. I cherish what you cherish. And I esteem what you esteem. And get in the word and find out what he does esteem. Then it says right here, if you do this. With, honor the Lord with substance and the first fruit of all thy increase. So when I increase, which means I'm going to increase. This, this verse 9 lets me know I'm going to increase. Then when I increase, I show the Lord honor with the increase. You do it through tithes. You do that through offerings. You do that through honoring your pastor. I got to talk about that too. I'll probably talk about that probably after Dr. Jacobs leave. Or maybe I'll even talk about it Wednesday night. Talk, you talk to you about honoring you, how you honor your pastor. It's in the Bible. I got to teach it to you like I teach you everything else. Especially when it deals with honor. So shall your barns, and that's talking about your accounts, be filled with plenty. Now, what is a field life going to feel like? Let's think about that a minute. What is a field life going to feel like? He said, your bonds are going to be filled with plenty. I remember we used to go to country and my grandmother said, y'all come on in, we have plenty. Y'all come on in and eat, we have plenty. When people have plenty, they're not worried about how much you dip in. They don't care. You just got your spoon and you just. And we would go to my grandmother's house. We would dip. I mean, my mama said, y'all dipping too hard. <laughs> and I love my grandmother response. My mother's name is Mary Blanche. She said, Blanche, let them eat. I said, yes, Blanche, let them eat. <laughs> yes, Blanche, listen to your mama, Blanche. Honor your mama, Blanche. Praise God. <laughs> but anyway, it says honor the Lord. And you're going to have plenty. Now, I remember going to one of my cousin's house. And they were big eaters. I mean, this set of cousins, they were big eaters. I mean, man, when their mama cooked, it was, man, they just, they just had, I mean, it was just like it was a feast. And so uh, 
she came out with this big plate of sloppy joes. And I never seen anybody do it before like this. She had, it was like seven or eight stories high. <laughs> I'm serious, I'm serious, that's how they ate. And it had one level and it was all loaded with sloppy joes on the bottom. And then it would go up like a Christmas tree. Then there was another layer and another layer and another layer. And she didn't skimp on the sloppy Joe. It was Joe everywhere. And it was, it was, it was going all the way up to the top. And so me and my brothers were there. And she said, boys, help yourself. And then one of her sons started crying. I said, man, look how. He didn't think it was plenty. Because every day at their house, it was a race to eat to see who could consume more. And since he was the smallest, he couldn't keep up with the big ones. And by the time you throw me and my brothers in, he was, saw himself coming out on the short end of the stick. And it took him to tears. It actually brought him to physical tears. So, see, when you don't think it's plenty, you cry. They could be crying around the house. Somebody said they want to go do something, crying starts. God don't want no crying in your house. He says, when you honor me financially, I wish I could give you more time and testimony. This whole church changed out of this revelation. We ended up in Brentwood. We're building a new building on Dickinson Row because of a revelation of financial honor. Amen. There was days this church struggled. I don't even have time to tell you about it. It was just a struggle. And God came to talk to me. He came to my office and sit down in the house and talk to me about financial honor. He said, Keith, you don't even really believe I'll bless the people in your church. He says, no, you don't. You know how to teach on tithing. And you can say I'm a God that prospers, but you don't believe it. And we had a long conversation that day. He says, the only reason why I'm even talking to you is because I'm obligated to bless you because of the way you treated your pastor and you served him for 12 years. The covenant in Luke 6, 12 says, if you've been faithful in another man's ministry, then I will give you your ministry of your own. And that's why I'm here. I've got to repay you. And in order to do that, I have to help you. Because you cannot go against my word. It's dishonor the way you are presenting my honor to the church yes, in the area of finances. And until you fix it, I can't help you. But I came today to teach you how to fix it. I said, okay, I'm going to change everything. It frustrated some people, but they were so disrespectful anyway. We changed it. They left. And the church filled up in six months. Filled up to the point we had to come to this side of town. That building's coming up on Dickerson Road. Oh, yeah. 
All the money we ran short. I wasn't even, I just, you know what? I knew I stopped. I knew it was short the day I put the first shovel in the ground. I knew I didn't have enough money to finish that bill. We put the first, I knew it. I just kept watching them today. We're going to run out. Didn't bother me at all. Because you know why? I learned a long time ago the Lord will provide. And he has provided, and we have readjusted the budget, and, and the money's come up to the budget, and we're about ready to start here in just a few weeks or whatever. Because I don't want the building, he does anyway. Because he got more people he want to teach about. Oh, no. Amen. We changed, everything changed, and it's been changing. And I want to keep it changing. And God wants to keep it changing. So he comes to me and says, teach on financial honor. Let the people know if they honor me financially, I'm going to honor them with plenty. There's going to be plenty in your house. You're going to be able to do what mama want to do and what daddy want to do. Yes, you are. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say amen to that. Because they ain't time for mom and daddy fighting. Papa bear, mama bear. Rolling over the last honeycomb. And then he says, your presses shall burst out with new wine. Wine is a type of shout of the Holy Ghost. What he's saying, the Holy Ghost is going to birth something new. He's going to birth a new increase in your life. Let's see if you believe that you'd have said amen, but let it just roll on. I know you... I know you're tired, you're hungry, you just couldn't get another amen out. But when we say something like that, you're supposed to agree to it. Because it was for your benefit. Amen means so be it. Amen. And, and when I said it, it wasn't but one person say amen. So now I got to be one person that's going to be in the overflow. But I tell you what, God can take one person. He said he can... He can save by many or by few. He can build that building with all of you. Praise. That means what he was channeling, what he was channeling to you goes to them. And then they coming in with all them big pockets. Now you want to hate. They think they something. With all their amens. That's how they got it. Saying amen. It means so be it. Lord, let it happen to me. Just like he said it. Amen. Amen. He made a song out of Amen. 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 Sing it in the chapel. Hey, I knew if something came out to that. You got to come to church with your amen booster. With your amen blaster loaded. You going to come to church with your amen blaster loaded. Say something, preacher. Just say something I can have. <laughs> say blessed in the city. See what I say. Say it. I say, blessed in the city. Amen. Hey! Amen. 
You can really get wild when you get creative with it. Hey! hey! <laughs> yes! Amen. <laughs> and don't worry about it, somebody looking at you. That's what I came to do. That's what I came to do. That's what you should come to do. The most group of people I was with at one time, and I know I've gone on, the most group of people I have been assembled with at one time was in Knoxville, Tennessee, at the Tennessee Vols football game. Caleb was looking for schools, and he got an invitation to come to Tennessee to, to a game, and they was going to show us all around the campus, and he got to stand next to Philip Fulmer. He actually walked up on Caleb and shocked him standing next to him, <laughs> standing out on the football field. And, but that was not what I remember the most. It was everybody, a hundred and hundred and one or two thousand people, all dressed in orange, <laughs> just beside themselves. I didn't know it was that many orange shirts in, in Nashville or Knoxville. Where did y'all get all of them shirts from? Who's making that many orange shirts? That was abundant. I mean, it was just a sea of orange and when something they wanted to respond to, they did it and they did it all in unison. They just kicked the ball and all the oars just went wild. Just kicking a ball. Jesus is talking about your bones. You could at least say, so be it, Lord. So we can pay cash. So, so we can pay cash. You know, if we were, you know, if we didn't have to go through the bank first, we. It got, and don't you think the cash ain't there? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Don't you think the cash is not there? No, we have not. We have just displayed enough honor for the bank to loan us money. Now it takes some honor to get there. Yeah. Oh yes, it did. It takes some honor to get there because they want to see your numbers. We want to know if you're gonna honor the arrangement. Y'all gonna have our money every month. Let's see what Where's Bradford? Bradford in here. Bradford had to do all this stuff, turn all that stuff in. It takes some honor just to get along. But if you move the honor to another level, the cash is coming. And I'm gonna be walking back in the bank and say, thank you. <laughs> I told you I'd be back. Yeah. Yeah. Say, I'm back. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So I want to thank you for letting me be myself. <laughs> All right, the doors of the church are open. You can come by Christian experience. Always honor God. But when it comes to finances, when he's having a project, be in it. 
comes to tithing, be in it. And you stand in his presence without any fear and intimidation. You're not going to, you, Jesus said you weren't going to leave him in hell. And I'm telling you, you're not going to leave me in debt. And if you wiped out my debt of sin, you wiped out my debt financially too. You wiped it all out. My stuff is paid in full. And I still got plenty. Okay, I got three of them that said that's right. Well, when you ride home today, if you didn't say amen to nothing, but you decide you want some of this stuff. Just say, Lord, everything that Pastor Rogan said, I changed my mind about it. Amen! Everything. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Amen to what he said. Amen to what he said. Amen to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. I said amen to it. Let it happen to me. I mean, just make everybody in your car irritated that they came with you. Make the people on the sitting in the parking at the light next to you. Just shout the way, amen over there. <laughs> yeah. It's going to change the way you live. Remember, honor changed the way you live. You get some help today. Yeah. I'm done. Hallelujah.